whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hi, Lena. Hello. How are you? Hey, Doug. Very nice. And you? Good, good. So what what do you do in, in New York? Uh, we're rehearsing for the, our upcoming tour we got that is um, starting in about a month. So we're really excited about it. So the next time you're in uh, in New York, or are you traveling along? We're we're all here right now in New York, um, rehearsing, and then we we'd have to go home for a couple of weeks, and then um, we will we'll actually start the tour in Pennsylvania in one month. So we're just kind of going through the set right now and getting getting things really tight together. And we're gonna we're recording it so that we will have um, a reference to you know to refer to and and really make sure we got it all down, and then we start. We can't wait. Typical rock star life, I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking rock star. You played with everyone. Well, I have played with a lot. Of, I've been so lucky, Lena, to play with so many great people. But I've got to say, this is the funnest time. It's so good, you know. I, these guys, it's a lot of fun working with with John Crabbe and Brian Tishy, David Lowy, and then our newest member, Michael Devon, is our secret weapon. But yeah, I've played with. I played. With, why? Why is he a secret weapon? Because he's young and hot. Oh, and I want to to meet him for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he he's a he's a great player, and he's super talented. Um, You know, all around, yeah, I, he's a great singer, a great bass player. He, I think, he was the last one in Whitesnake, obviously. And um, easy. He, I think he was like David Coverdale's uh, main guy on stage because he would kind of, he would kind of sing along with David, and uh, just to thicken it out. He's got a killer voice, Michael. So, and yeah, how old is he? Say again. How old is he? Uh, I think he's forty. So is he uh, is fine with your 70 rock style? So is that his thing, you know? With 40, he is uh, younger than the other parts. Yeah, we're older. We're older. He He's an old soul. And he, he might be a couple old years older than that. I'm not sure what his age is exactly, but he looks he looks great. And um, But he's an old soul. He, he loves the 70s music the best. I'm sure of it. 60s and 70s. He's like a aficionado too. Michael's one of these characters that if you say, oh, what's the lyrics to um, Over the Hills and Far Away by Led Zeppelin? He can remember the whole thing until he sing it. And then he's just like a very intelligent guy. So it's it's good for him. You know, he's, he's um, he also is a lead singer. And so You know, it's good to be able to have that capacity to remember all the lyrics. And he's just, you know, we're so we're rehearsing right now. And with him and Tishy, it's, I'm not just saying this, but it's its the best sound we've ever gotten. I i, I know it sounds, you know, nice. I probably like so that every I say that every time, but it's really, it really is true. These guys have played together for years, even before Whitesnake. And, um, Yeah, so we're, it's a great sound, starting with with Tishy and Devin, and then two guitarists, and then Karabi, and it's yeah, 
Yeah, normally it's weird when you have a change in a band, right? So normally you you need time to to yeah to know the people, the new person for the band. Normally, yeah. yeah. It, it takes a minute to gel, but not with these guys. We've been friends for years. We play together all the time, even outside of the Dead Daisies. We play together just you know jam sessions or or whatever. You know, if there was a situation where there was some kind of um like charity event or something and and you know i play with michael and 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 brian and it's just we're solid already and we i've known karabi since i was in school and uh david and i friends say again childhood friends yeah i mean i knew him when i was 15 or 16 something like that and then later i came out to la and uh And then John came out to LA a couple of years later. We never worked together, but we've been friends forever. Um, opportunity came up for me to join the Dead Daisies about seven years ago. So you have a high turnover in your band, right? Um, well, is there a concept behind, uh, or is that only spontaneously? And because uh, your friends, can you explain that? That was actually the original concept, and it and it's a good. It, in in the best possible sense because David Lowy started the band in 2012, 13 around, and he started writing with some friends. He wrote some songs with John Stevens, who's the, the original singer for the band. He wrote some songs with Slash, and then later on, Richard Fortas came in with Marco. Um But it was the idea was a was a like a, a roundabout, like a carousel where people could kind of jump jump on and contribute music and stuff and then jump off and you know go do their thing. And so that's kind of always been the, the concept. And he David wanted to do it, you know, together with the fans. So he put together, you know, uh, a really strong management team and they, you know, they they basically bring the fans with us via social media. And yes, there's been turnover. There's been a couple of different singers, a couple of different guitar players. Uh, I've been here for a long time, actually. Me and David have been solid in the band since 2016. And uh, John Karabi, I think, is the quintessential Dead Daisy singer, although we've been blessed to work with Glenn Hughes, John Stevens as well, and some others, Bernard Fowler. Um, but yeah, this lineup is smoking. So we're we're putting out the best of to celebrate is 10 years of the band and we're going on tour. Yeah, that's so nice. You're going to Canada, uh, Japan, Europe. And um, yeah, I mean, it's very stressful or uh, to go on tour for a huge time. Do you have a, a secret for that, that you can do that? We've done that many times. We've done tours that were, re you know, with, with, Dio, for example, I basically toured for a whole year. And same with Weissick. First year that I worked with Weissick, we started in February and we wrapped up in like October or something. So it was a long, a long haul. We, there was a couple little breaks and, and there always is a couple little breaks just because, um, you know, that it, it's good to, if you got family and stuff, it's very difficult to be away. So that's the stressful part is being away from family, yeah. kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, I understand that. And what is your what was your favorite like with White Snake or to go on tour solo? What was your favorite part in the past? I mean, I, I they're all different. It's hard to kind of pick the best one, but um, we had a blast in Dio when I was touring with Dio. It was really like a family, and then I got a White Snake, and it was um, kind of a bigger production. And people kind of came in like White Snake always had like they would get the it would put together kind of a group from from you know a lot of different places and it became like a like uh, it's hard to describe it but it wasn't the same vibe it was great but it wasn't it was a different vibe and with the Dead Daisies it's like my bros you know it's so yeah. it's have a blast you know we're always we're always having a great time and it's a you know, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to travel to, you know, so many different places and meet people and say hi to our friends. And we've collected, you know, throughout the years as friends. And yeah, so it's time with friends. So it's fun. It's very nice. So many bands, um, you have so much success. You didn't get bored of that. Anytime. <laughs> I mean, you know, the whole thing is, you know, is I, well, I love to play guitar and I, I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty simple person. Like I just really don't need a lot, but, um, I got kids. So I, it takes, it takes all the boredom away from it, you know, cause you're working for the kids, for the family. Like, I, I mean, I was thinking about, I, I could, as I get older, I'm like, I don't really need anything. I just need a couple guitars and then I'm good to go where, where, wherever I need to go play or whatever. But then I, then the kids, I got to make sure each other, the kids are taken care of and my wife. So anyway, it, it's never boring. It's a blast to, to be involved in a band like the dead daisies. And we, 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 we have a party everywhere we go. It's so healthy. You're thinking, I mean, for a rock star. Trying to so normally I have the picture in my head, uh, drugs, rock and roll, you know what I mean? So if you're on tour, everything is fucking escalating. That's my picture of a rock star life. So I mean that's very healthy and that sounds so nice. Well, we do, we've done all that stuff in the past. I mean, like, you know, in the early days of touring when I first when I first started touring, it was crazy. I mean Not only, you know, the band would sometimes stay in share hotel rooms and there was always tons of, you know, parties going on, lots of alcohol and all that stuff. And as you get older, you realize, okay, I don't, I don't want to really need to do that. What I need to do is take care of myself and be in good shape. Yeah. And so we spend a lot of time like going to the gym, trying to, you know, eat as best as we can now. Healthy. It's not as rock and roll behind the scenes as as it once was, but but we're able to kick ass though, so it's good. <laughs> but I think that's uh, the new rock and roll life. I love that, yeah. especially as you get on the older side of it. You know, where you're you're trying to you want to, you you know we've got the experience of all these years of touring and making music, and and you got to just take care of your body and your mind so you can yeah. keep up. Gas, yeah. But uh, do you have the worst case uh, story for Rock Antenna? 
like in the past, maybe when you were 30. So your worst case scenario in your band life. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the worst case scenario for a guitar player <laughs> is when your guitar rig. The funniest story. And it doesn't matter, but the, okay, well, the worst case, the, the worst case for a guitar player, it's very simple because that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I care about is when I'm playing guitar on stage is if my rig goes down, if my amp stops working or somebody, I mean, everything could happen and anything will happen. So you got to be prepared. But being on stage in, say, for example, Sao Paulo, Brazil, in front of 35,000 people, and your guitar stops oh. and you, you're go, you're like, basically like you're kind of keep playing for a minute, hoping that somebody's back working on the sound, getting your amp back on. It's that's the worst case scenario. It's very stressful. And it, it could happen anywhere. It could happen at a club. I mean, there was one time in rehearsal, I forget what the drummer was, but I'm playing guitar and he hit a cymbal. And the cymbal stand fell down and the, the cymbal hit my guitar cable. Oh, it, no. I was like, okay, well, at least that won't, probably won't happen again. We got that one out of the way, you know. But yeah, go, being on stage with your instrument down is horrifying. Horrifying. So you're going on stage very strong or do you have anxieties? I go on stage, you know, you always have a little bit of, um, you know, you got to have a little bit of butterflies in your stomach a little bit just to, you know, give you that. But good butterflies. Yeah, that 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 um, adrenaline rush, you know, and and it keeps you on the edge. And that's what, you know, that's what makes a good show, I think, is when when the performers are really on the edge playing live and, and not just, you know, sometimes... You see a show on TV or something, and it's just going so smooth. It's just like there's no there's no fire to it almost sometimes. Yeah. You know? So we like to bring you know bring our very best every day, and that means pushing it a little bit. You know, we need to fight. Right? But yeah, we go on stage confident, but still wanting to kick ass. Yeah, I think that's the best thing to kick asses. And um, and your new record, the 10 years anniversary record of the da Daisies, uh, how did the decision come about? To we had a little bit of uh, we had a little bit of time off at the beginning of the year when we were just on um, a little hiatus, let's say, and we thought, you know, it's been te 10 years. We should celebrate that. <laughs> have to celebrate, yes. It's a very in band years, that's a long run, you know? So, uh, it was, we're very happy with the band and what, what's been accomplished. And we wanted to basically just take a minute and celebrate that. And so we put together the best of album that kind of is a cross selection of tracks from all six studio albums with various singers and guitar players. And, and it's just a really cool package. It's a really, it's a good, uh, It's a good optic of, you know, what it's been like in the band for all these years. And uh, and it's also a great live set. So that's kind of where we kicked off. To, okay, we got the live album coming out. Let's 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 grab those songs and put them on stage. Nice. 
So you decided the track list or all together? We all together, you know, we've got, we've got an amazing team. That's about, that's something that's important about the Dead Days. It's a lot of teamwork. It's a lot of people working together and everyone's working together at the same time, trying to, you know, make progress. And so we all discussed what would be great for a best of. And it's very difficult to have everybody pick the same songs, but you know, you can, you could put in a vote with people and, and certain songs will stick out for sure. Like long way to go or midnight Moses. Those are staples of the band. So those are no brainers. And then we went with stuff like miles in front of me. That is a really kick-ass fun song from the very beginning. So your favorite song of the record, do you have a special emotion to one song? Um, I would say probably, I would say probably Long Way to Go is one of my favorites just because it's, we've always played that song live. It's never taken out of the set. And it was one of the first songs that we wrote together when I joined the band. So nice. So you never get bored of the old songs. No, I And even songs like Make Some Noise, it's just, it's just a kick-ass track. It's a simple riff. We wrote that in the studio together in about, 30 minutes. We just had a basic idea of a drum beat and then the riff came. And then John said, we were actually talking about making a sports song for, you know, for like at the soccer event or whatever. And, um, he's, he thought, well, make some noise. It's, they always say that at the stadium, make some noise, make noise. So that's how we wrote the song. So. Oh. That's a very nice vibe. I mean, I think it's very unique. So the the world is growing so fast and I love to hear this kind of vibe in a band. Amazing. Yeah, it's, re it's really good. But when you're at home with your family, so what kind of music uh, do you play or do you hear with your family? Well, I mean, I love classic rock. I'm always listening to classic rock on, on the radio. There's a, some stations that I local stations that I love in Los Angeles. And then there's some stuff on Sirius XM that I listen to. And um, there's some apps on my phone. There's got music, but I'm always going for classic rock, really. And so then, your favorite song? Uh, so your favorite band? Is there a favorite band or me? It's hard to say for sure. Yeah, I know that, Chris. But I would say Led Zeppelin, Pound for Pound is my favorite. Led Zeppelin with Jimmy Page on guitar, Robert Plant, John Ballard, John Paul Jones. It's, I can always listen to that. But at the same time, you know, I've got kids, so they're into other stuff. Like I just got some music in my daughter's room so she could, you know, have her space in her place and all that. And I just put on, I didn't know what to put on. So I just got some Taylor Swift on a loop. Yeah. That was my first uh, thought. Taylor Swift or Harry Styles? Yeah. She's not quite there for Harry Styles yet, but I was, I was actually really blown away by the, Some of the Taylor Swift songs were like, wow, that's a great song, you know? It's really fucking hype. No, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's, it, these are all chord progressions that we've heard before from the 60s, 70s, 80s, but just a new coat of paint on it with a new, you know, face. But anyway, she liked it. So, yeah. So you would go with your daughter to Taylor Swift concert? I won't <laughs> going to that. I would, I, not that I wouldn't want to. I mean, I just, I won't go just because I think she's too young. But I don't want her to see that yet. 
So maybe we'll watch a thing on YouTube or yeah, something. Who is person there? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that, but uh, at some point she will definitely go to a concert. Uh, actually, she's come to the scene with Dead Daisies. We, they, uh, my kids, my kids were in France last year. We had a we had a little five day break um, in Paris, and then we did a couple shows with Judas Priest. And my daughter was on stage with me, rocking out, and it was just like she thought it was a oh, lot. rock and roll. Um, and yeah, and you were playing uh, in Germany too uh, on a festival in Augsburg. It's in Bavaria. Did you ever been to Bavaria, the south of Germany, Munich or Nuremberg? Many times, many times. And Lena, check it out. Back in like. I think it was in 89 or 1990, I spent about three weeks in Munich at the old Hilton Hotel. And we were mixing a project at the Arabella House, which is no longer there. It was this amazing studio that so many of my of my heroes worked in this studio. And here I am in Munich, like this kid, for three weeks. And it was just... Unbelievable. It was so cool. And why was it unbelievable? Because well, first of all, it was wintertime, so there was all this Christmas markets. Uh, and the mountains. Yeah. It was, mountains. it was so beautiful. And, and then, you know, and then people would, you know, working at the studio, the uh, producer and the engineer, you know, had a lot of contact with other musicians. And so was, there was one night, I think, We Iron Maiden was in town, and and we we went to see Iron Maiden, and then they invited us to go on their bus to go to a, a, a rock club that was it used to be in Munich. It was called I think it was called Candy Cat or Candy Cane, something. But it was a famous rock club in Munich, and I went there with these guys, and just I didn't know what I was doing, but uh, having a just having a fun time, you know. Nice. So, and now, yeah, you're playing on the Rock Out Festival in Augsburg. I will be there, definitely. So, awesome. What? Awesome. That's great. Yeah, welcome to the show, definitely. Um, I think it's a very, very small festival, and I love the very small festivals. The big ones are cool, yes, but um, in these times, I love the familiar ones, and that's a very familiar one, a thing, and that's the vibe is nice. So. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah, and now I think the time is over. Yeah, I got we've got rehearsal coming, but um, I just want to say thank you so much for taking your time with me. Yeah, and we'll get these files to you. And thanks to everybody at Rock Antenna, you guys kick ass. We love you. We kick ass every day. <laughs> Well, I know, and we can't wait to be there in person and do it together. Yeah. And um, can I have uh, three ideas of you? Yeah, sure. Okay. So for the video, I have to say thank you. Um, thank you for your time. And um, I will be very happy when I see you here in the studio in Munich, maybe in the winter or in the summer. It doesn't matter. It's always yeah. nice to see the place. Always is. It's one of the great cities in the world, Munich. Ah. Oh. Yeah, in Germany, it's not them. All the people want to want to, to go to Berlin, you know, because I mean, Berlin's great too. My my wife is from Cologne, so I love that town. But Munich is like 
it's up there with Paris, New York, London. I mean, Munich is David Coverdale's favorite city in Europe, I think, is Munich. Your wife is from Cologne. Yeah. I'm from there too. Yeah, people are very open and uh, yeah, that's the vibe is nice on the west side. Yeah, I love it. I, I brought her, we, you know, we visit Germany and stuff, but I brought her, she lives in Los Angeles now and she's got a business there that she's working on. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Doug. <laughs> so you're welcome. Thank you so much, Lena. And um, see you at the festival, yeah? Yeah, we'll see you at the festival and enjoy your coffee, right? Thank you, sweetie. All right, bye. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.